Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Let us pray. The day becomes and the new possibilities arise, ready to greet us. If we raise up our chin, if we meet the horizon, if we hope in Christ who awaits us. The day becomes and our voices whisper a prayer. Please let this virus loosen its grip on us. Please free us to live, O Lord. Please. The day becomes and we know it is yours. Lord, make our mouths to sing your praise. We want to. And hear us now as we pray silently.
hear these words of forgiveness. God lavishes us with his grace. God came toward us in Jesus so that we would know God's plan for us, God's plan to love us and forgive us and redeem us. Beloved, know that you are forgiven, can live in peace. Amen. And now for Holy Interruption. Hey there, this is James and Stevie Chavez. We've been downtown church uh, family members for about three years or so. First uh, found the church through Beth and Jamie Frost who invited us to their son's baptism. And we immediately fell in love with it. Um, The message, the music has just been amazing. And the fellowship and the friends that we've made out of the church has really blessed our lives. Stevie, what do you miss most about downtown church? Um, Seeing our friends, listening to the message, the music, I love the music, hugging people during holy interruption, just the fellowship. It's been pretty amazing. So we've also been given the opportunity to lead a home group, the church's first virtual home group. Um, So we do our gatherings every other Wednesday on Zoom. And we have uh, folks that live here, um, also folks that have moved away, and friends that are living in Atlanta and Charlotte. But it's been a great way for us to all stay connected to the church. We hope you and yours have had a blessed Christmas season and hope that you get 2021 kicked off on the right start. Happy New Year. If you are enjoying this podcast, we invite you to pass it on to a friend you think might enjoy it too. Our scripture reading comes from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. Listen now for God's word. In him, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Title of today's sermon is Fragile. Fragile. Dear eight pound, six ounce, newborn baby Jesus. That's the way Will Ferrell's character begins his prayer for dinner in the movie Talladega Nights is the famous baby Jesus prayer. And it is hilarious because it highlights one of the odd things about our Christian faith. We believe that Jesus was fully God at his birth. We believe Jesus was already fully God at his birth and that even at his infancy, he was changing 
the world. Well, mid-prayer, Will's character gets interrupted by his wife, telling him she sure wishes he would quit praying to baby Jesus. Jesus grows up, she says, to be an adult man, so pray a decent prayer, you know, to adult Jesus. To which Will's character replies, I'm saying grace. Whoever is saying grace gets to decide what age Jesus is. And I like the Christmas Jesus best. Sure enough, there is something alluring about Christmas Jesus. The tiny Jesus, the infant Jesus, the fragile Jesus. We spend 12 days following Christmas, this Christmas season, reveling in the story of a Savior being born. 12 days we spend thinking about a baby. And we don't always think about the full story of Jesus at this time, the fullness of what this baby means for us. Well, the author of Ephesians gets right to it. Because Jesus is born, we are redeemed, meaning we are set free from anything that traps us. And we are forgiven of all things that we have done wrong or will do wrong. And all of this is given to us in the grace Jesus lavishes on us. The grace that is born to us in a fragile baby. This past week, my sister passed down a family tradition to my son. They made sticky buns. And if you haven't had the pleasure of eating a sticky bun yet, they are similar to cinnamon rolls. They've got that cinnamon and dough swirl thing going on. But instead of icing, like a cream cheese icing, there is this brown sugar buttery mix that gives the pastry its name, the sticky bun. My sister, she's been making them the last few months, learning from my grandma the tips and tricks to get them just right. And it's really an experiment every time you try to make them. And all of us on the receiving end, well, we expect them to be just right, you know, as good as grandma's. Well, this week when she was making them with my son, she had a new challenge. My son is two years old, and he is a beginner with sticky bun making. So as his hands joined hers in the dough, let's just say that he wasn't very gentle with it. He had this fold and press action instead of the gentle roll that the recipe requires. And I watched my super patient sister go in after him and rescue what she could of the dough roll it again, cut it thin, place it in the pan. And some of the dough was salvageable. Some of the dough was not. All of the dough became very fragile. I've never made sticky buns before. I've only enjoyed eating them. And this was really the first time I got a close look at just how difficult they are to make, just how fragile the dough really is. My grandma, she makes it look easy to tend to the dough, but it's fragile even in her hands. Baking isn't the only place we've experienced fragility these days. You and I, we've got fragile relationships, don't we? 
You know, the ones where we're stepping on our tiptoes around guilt-laden texts from family members, and we're all trying to figure out how to do the right thing during the holidays. We're sidestepping a hard no here and then trying our best not to judge ourselves or our friends or on how we're coping in this pandemic. Some of us are dealing with fragile health, which forces us to slow down and reach out for help from others. Some of us are saying goodbye to loved ones, and we're realizing just how fragile life truly is. Perhaps this is what God is teaching us when God comes to us in a child, as a baby who cannot fend for himself, who needs to be fed and needs to be warmed and needs love to grow. Perhaps this is what God is teaching us when God invites us into his plan for the fullness of time. God is pointing us to the hope given to us in fragility, a hope hidden in the fragile baby being born. Ephesians says that God invites us into the mystery of God's will. God invites us into the plan. And as if for earnest money and a big deal, God puts every dollar he has to his name, everything he owns and cares about on the line. God says to us, this this is how serious I am about my plan. God's plan to be in relationship with us, to redeem us from all that traps us, to forgive us from all we have done wrong. This is God's plan. And in this fragile child lies the hope we are promised to be reconciled to everything on heaven and on earth. All we have to do is hold on to it. All we have to do, God says, is hold on to this child for me, nurture it, feed it, keep it warm so the baby can grow in love. And and God's not really asking if we're cool with our end of the deal. God just does it and then sees what we are going to do. I think about the fragility of baby Jesus. I recognize that we don't really like fragile things. With a newborn baby, fragile, we get a sturdy crib and the safest car seat we can find. And then we just ready ourselves until they build up their girth, you know, become a little more resilient, less fragile. And we do the same thing with other things that are fragile in our lives, with our relationships or our financial security or our health. We do all that we can to bolster those things up, to make them feel more secure, We invest in our relationships when we can, when we know how to. We invest in our financial security and in our health. As much as we can, we build up layers that make them seem less fragile. And then then we do this thing in our brains where we tell ourselves that it is enough. Whatever we have done to make it more steady, it is enough. We are now strong. And we have this temptation to do it with our faith as well. At the start of a new year, especially this time of year, we are tempted to take on new faith practices, something we can measure, like getting into better shape for our health or saving a little more money each month for our finances. We promise ourselves things like, we're going to go to church more. We're going to listen to the podcast at the same time every week. We're going to call that person and pray with them 
And then when we do those things, you know, consecutively well, we think we are good, steady. When our faith, our faith is always more fragile than we'd like to admit. This gift that God gives us is fragile. And we're probably going to mess it up. Just like Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, messed it up sometimes, you know, leaving Jesus at the temple as they journeyed home and getting angry at him for carving his own path at the temple, leading a life that got him killed at the age of 33. We're going to make some mistakes as we try to hold up our end of the deal, but we still do it because God's plan is what we need. God's plan for the fullness of time that all things in heaven and on earth will be gathered in him, all things, all people that we love in heaven and on earth will be gathered up in him and we will finally reach that wholeness within us that we have yet to be able to fill. The ache within each of us to be whole, to be fully connected with ourselves, our own voices and God's and each other's. Not one of us has that figured out, not one. And we're all searching for that wholeness that can only come from God. And it's by attending to this fragile gift God has given us, this baby, God in the flesh, moving into our neighborhood and our city and into each of our hearts. We are responsible for holding on to him. We are responsible for keeping Jesus alive in our own minds and hearts. We are responsible for the fragile gift that is hope made manifest in this child. the hope for God's plan, the fullness of time, the connection of those in heaven with those on earth. It's contained in one ember of a flame, a candle. It's contained in the historical story of a baby who grows to be a teacher and our savior. It is contained in the fragile hope in each one of us. And each of us who dares to believe that there is more than what meets the eye, more than what excites and disappoints us on a given day, more in this spiritual realm of life for us to discover and to love about ourselves and about God. God gives us this gift of fragile hope. God places it in the experienced and worn hands of a grandma and the fresh hands of a toddler. God trusts us all with this same gift. God knows it will grow as we hold on to it. So thank God for letting us in on this plan. Thank God for letting us hold on to this hope, however fragile it is. Thank God for eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus. Amen.
Hey, Dawn. Hey, Lucas. How are you doing today? I'm good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. It's still Christmas. It's still Christmas. Still Epiphany. What is the day? January 6th. 12 um, days of Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have to say, anytime a Will Ferrell movie can be brought up in a sermon, <laughs> I'm very happy. And Talladega Nights might be my all-time favorite. Um, so I appreciate that. Well, how'd you, how'd you come to that idea? Uh, let's see. Actually, okay, so I got an email from one of our partners in Cuba this week who, you know, was just sending a Christmas note, but in her words, and it was in Spanish, so I think it caught me differently. She was talking about the hope um, kind of packaged in this fragile baby, and it hit me for the first time kind of um, just the dichotomy of that, how big God's plan is for us and yet how small and fragile the hope can be anyway. And then, uh, I was writing and all of a sudden that prayer, the eight pounds, <laughs> six ounce baby Jesus. And then, you know how you do in sermon writing. Like I immediately had to go watch the YouTube video. And then after about 10 YouTube videos, I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I can put it in the sermon. Um, so I tried and then I was like, you know, if there's any church that would be cool with this is probably downtown yeah. church. I like the part where like Grandpa Chip is like, he was a man. He, he had, had a, a beard. beard. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the, one of the first PG-13 movies that I went to as a kid in the theater. It was, I think I was yeah. only 11, so I was kind of a rebel at the time. Yeah, so if you're listening at home and you have children under 13, I would not suggest. Pastor Don does not give permission. No, for- Pastor Lucas does not either. <laughs> um, but I, I love this, this pointing to um, the fragility of us all um, and... So my question to you is, is what in your life feels especially fragile right now? Ooh, a lot. Honestly, I think if anything, this year has taught me that nothing is as secure as we think it is. Um, So you name it. I mean, I think my health, you know, the health of those that I love, um, any idea of security, I think, has been challenged this year. Um... Whether, I mean, just, I think change is the constant, you know, and mm-hmm. it's so, it's so hard to just live in that reality, but that is the truth. And, um, I think everything feels, feels a little bit fragile more now. So than before. Yeah. It made me think of at the, uh, youth Christmas party a couple of weeks back, we were making like gingerbread houses and, uh, a few youth made this like really tall, skinny one and, um, one of them said, like, this is as fragile as my mental stability right now. And just, like, joking, I was like, yeah, that's, I get that. Like, we're all mm. in this space that's, like, um, it's hard. And I think the thing that you just pointed out was, like, I've never been so conscious of, like, my health mm-hmm. until now of, like, how do I feel? How does my throat feel? Am I tired? Am I, like, am, can I smell? I mean, I smell things all the time just to be like, <laughs> yeah, just like to make sure I still got it. I was in the grocery store a few days ago and just picked up garlic just to smell it. And I bought it. 
So I <laughs> yeah, didn't, I, didn't good put the, I didn't put the nose garlic back. Um, but yeah, I think there's something about this sermon that like throughout Jesus's life, he repeatedly like stands in solidarity with various human emotions, like whether it's suffering on the cross or like anger and frustration at his disciples. Um, but I'd never thought about his birth being like this beginning part of the, the first part of his ministry. He's standing in solidarity, solidarity with our fragility. Mm. Um, cause babies are fragile. I've never had a baby, but you have and you're, they're pretty fragile. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, I hadn't thought about this before either, Lucas, but even when Jesus is encountering strangers, people that are following him, you know, I'm thinking about the hemorrhaging woman or the man with the um, with leprosy, they all were in this moment of fragility, you know, like kind of touch and go moments. Um, the demons that encountered Jesus, I, I think um, Jesus meets us at those moments where we are breaking down, where we don't feel like we have the strength within us to continue. And... Um, it's pretty amazing that, yeah, at, at both sides of his life, both his birth and at the cross, he, he knows deeply hmm. that fragility with us. Mm. It made me think, too, of this um, theologian, uh, Reinhold Niebuhr, mm. who I, we studied a lot in seminary, and he, he talks about sin, and he talks about one of like the reasons that humans sin is because we don't want to accept our finitude and our fragility, um, and that rather than accepting it, we get anxious, the fact that like we're gonna die and that we aren't, um, that we are like fragile to the world. And um, because of that, then we reach after power, we become prideful. Um, instead, we should lean on God mm-hmm. and we should accept that it's okay, and that Jesus was fragile, that Jesus was um, vulnerable as a child. Um, and it kind of encourages me to practice more vulnerability Mm-hmm. Um, is something that our society, I think, is beginning to value a little bit more, um, which I think is awesome. But it's it's hard to be vulnerable, especially in positions of leadership, especially, my opinion, as a man um, in the society we live in. But mm-hmm. you're definitely encouraging me to practice vulnerability from this sermon. So thank you. Any other thoughts on fragility? Nah, I was looking at like all the things that are fragile in our lives. There's a lot like vinyl records, you know, Mm. or like your favorite glass ornament from your tree as you're packing it up or, oh man, like the little plastic parts of a toy that your toddler will lose their mind over if it (laughs) breaks. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, or if you spend all this time building something with a child, like they have this eagerness to destroy it. You know what I mean? Like that's real, that the, the fragility yeah, but there's is. beauty in that. That's right. And actually, one last thing. I think if if we didn't have this encounter with God through Jesus, I think I would become somewhat disillusioned in God being this like all powerful being because I wouldn't be able to relate to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I do think. I mean, Will Ferrell's character was onto something to say, <laughs> "Baby Jesus" or you know, "Christmas Jesus" is my favorite because it, it's so relatable and warm and intimate and inviting. Whereas um, it's just as true that God is big and powerful and can do anything. And, you know, we can't relate um, that both of those things are true, but I I get what he's saying. It's the paradox of Christianity. It is. It's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Let us pray. 
On this day, O Lord, we pray for our family members, for those we got to hold close this holiday, and for those we long to hold. On this day, we pray for our neighbors, for those suffering quietly inside, no one knowing their deep pain. On this day, we pray for your children, O God, who are without heat in their homes or access to Wi-Fi for school, who don't have enough food to make it through the day full. On this day, O Lord, we pray for the first responders, for those attending to the scenes of accidents and heartache attacks and crime scenes. We pray for those risking their lives to save the lives of others. May we see and honor those serving alongside us. On this day, we are acutely aware, O Lord, that we need you. We need you to intercede for us, to forgive us for where we have fallen short, and to love us to our core so that we know we are worth loving. Continue to love us, O God, for we love you. And we give thanks for your son, Jesus, who came into this broken world as a light, giving us hope for a better tomorrow. Hear us now as we pray together the prayer your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and power and the glory forever. Amen. Beloved, what do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
And now for the benediction. God took on flesh and dwelt among us. God entered the earth just as we did so that we might know God's presence with us, so that we might hold on to the hope and help love grow. As we go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit, may it be with you. And with all those you love, and with all those nobody loves. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me slash give. Special thanks to our technical team and artists of all forms. Musical composition and vocals brought to you by Sarah and Rebecca Adams and Sean Thompson. Audio mastery by Drew Parker. A Little Town of Bethlehem by Jerry Vale. Gloria Patry by City Hymn. Find the Sun by the Au Pairs. And All Glory Be to Christ by King's Kaleidoscope. Music covered under the license CCS number 11209. Scripture quoted from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And theological musings and prayer brought to you by Lucas Jones and Dawn Hyde.